This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We've been talking about the Bible, translations, reading, study of God's Word. And when I was a kid, I used to use one of the suggestions that Ryan had in that I kept a journal, and so every day I would read a chapter of the Bible and then just write out some of my thoughts and insights or struggles or whatever it was. And so I would engage with the text that I read, and my practice was that I would read, starting in Romans, and read all the way through Jude, and I'd read a chapter a day, and then comment on that, that particular chapter. And so my Bible reading plan all throughout my high school and basically college years was Romans through Jude, Romans through Jude, Romans through Jude. And really hardly ever read in the Gospels, didn't read the book of Revelation, and I didn't, in essence, touch my Old Testament in my own personalized reading plan. And maybe I'm unique to that, but I do think that there are a decent number of Christians that really kind of embrace this, I'm a New Testament Christian and that's where I'm going to spend my time. That's where I'm going to devote my study. That's where I'm going to just give my attention to. So, this is your opportunity to talk to the younger me and explain why would it have been beneficial for me to have spent more time reading the Old Testament. Well, when you open up uh, God's Word and you say you open it up at Matthew and you're starting out with genealogies, you have to realize you're realizing that something went before. You know, you ju- you're starting in the middle of the book because it's talking about people that you don't know, mm-hmm. and so it is beneficial to get the storyline from the Old Testament and to realize. And and what we realize when we read, we get to read the Old Testament with a fuller understanding because we have all those books in front of us, not just the 27 books of the, of the New Testament. And we were able to see the development of God's promises of grace and leading to uh, his, uh, the prophecies concerning the Messiah and the one to come. In fact, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, on that road to Emmaus, uh, talked to those two bewildered disciples, and he said that he, he took away their bewilderment by saying these things had to happen, you know, because all of the scriptures testified about himself. And so we go back there to look at it and see how was this preparing us and helping us to understand who Jesus was and what he came to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, assuming that, Russ, you're as sarcastic then as you, know, you are now, <laughs> I might advise you to pay closer attention to Romans 15 
uh, where in verse four, Paul says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's speaking of the Old Testament, all the, the things that were written before, they're written for us. And then also to Timothy, we already referenced in this dialogue about mm-hmm. how Paul says to Timothy that all of scripture is breathed out by God or inspired by God, profitable for correction, for proof and training in righteousness. But right before that, he talks to Timothy about how he has learned the scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Well, the scriptures in Paul's day, and he's writing, is the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So the Old Testament is able to make us wise unto salvation. And as Jonathan has said, it's we're we're just picking up the middle of the story if we focus on the Mm -hmm. New Testament. Yeah, and 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 it, and it's important because you know you know actually, I hope that you'll come to our Reformation conference uh, <laughs> uh, you know in in September September twenty second and twenty third because the the title of it is God to us but it is but it is picking up the story all the way through Scripture it's showing how God relates to us in covenant with us and so when we take on that covenantal reading we're hearing. God say, I will be your God. We're not just going to the—I can remember years ago being challenged to, to study the Old Testament. I was actually—I'd actually spent a summer in Israel, and there was a professor, an Old Testament professor from a Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. He later became the president of Gordon-Conwell, but Walter Kaiser was there. And he said, I challenge you to go to your Old Testament for more than just trying to find out the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. Because there's a storyline, there's the thread of redemption that runs all the way through, and, uh, and this is your mail too. It's not just Israel's mail. This is mail given to the church. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that was the challenge, and I, I took up that challenge. It transformed my understanding of God and his word. Mm-hmm. This was probably the, the thing that was so life-changing for me when I came into Reformed theology was this idea of the continuity of Scripture, the fullness of the revelation of God, of His dealings with His people from the very beginning of the book, and how He was constantly pursuing a people, having a people that were His own, and the storyline that the Messiah was coming, and, and the revelation of that Messiah all throughout the Old Testament, the richness of that. In my old framework prior to coming into Reformed faith, there were just limited texts. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53, but you didn't do much else in the rest of the Old Testament to talk about, well, where is Christ being revealed in this particular text? You had your dozen or so big texts of the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't in kind of the other couple thousand of Mm -hmm. other texts. And when I came to a, uh, an understanding of the continuity of Scripture and of covenant, really, right. that I was like, oh. He's yeah. everywhere. He is. Yeah. Uh, like David Murray would say, Jesus is on every page. Yeah. Which is a great yeah, book, some, by the way. Yeah. Somebody said, somebody said, there is a page in your Bible that you can tear out. And that's that blank page that's between <laughs> the Old and New Testament. You can tear that one out and because it, there shouldn't be that separation between it. There was, you know, when... When the revelation of God was completed in the Old Testament, you know there was a, a silence for 400 years uh, until John the Baptist and Jesus. That was God's purpose and plan to create that expectation 
of the Messiah to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we read it all. We we should read it all the way through. We should actually appreciate mm-hmm. uh, all of it. And there's some great comfort that we can take in reading the Old Testament in our own sanctification as we consider the heroes of our faith, and God presents them with all of their failures, with all their warts. We see his faithfulness despite all of their failings. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Noah, I mean Moses, everybody fails, and yet God remains faithful you can't, you, and he accomplishes the, his purposes. You can't read the book of Hebrews without having an understanding Samson of the Old, te- uh, Old Testament. <laughs> and you can't, and, and, and particularly... Uh, chapter 11 of Hebrew, mm-hmm. where it talks about the, these men of faith, the, that we get that hall of fame of, of faithful people that we are to look on as examples and pointing us to Christ. So uh, you, can't really read, you can't read the New Testament in isolation of the, of the Old. And, uh, you know, there are some beneficial parts of the Old Testament that you could read over and over and over again. I mean, we, we've talked about how psalms are, take us on the, on the emotional journeys of the psalmist so they, they speak to our heart. Or Proverbs, which is filled with relational application. I've been reading the book of Ecclesiastes lately mm-hmm. and have been just benefiting so much from the timeless truths, practical timeless truths yeah. that the book contains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, Ecclesiastes was one of the, my favorite sermon series going through that. But uh, if you know, I think uh, I can't remember who it was that said it. Um, but the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand. And there is such glimmers of hope too like when we think of you know, i'm thinking particularly of the prophets you know sometimes we think of the prophets as the messages of kind of gloom and doom almost you know judgments being brought upon nations but interspersed with all of that are these mess- profound messages of hope and restoration and the coming messiah and salvation that is found only in him and i i think i had an errant view that the church began in the book of acts mm. yeah and when that all of a sudden I realized, oh, the church began with, with Genesis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that God has had a covenant people yeah. and a covenant community that was his church from those early, early beginning stages. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, oh, this is how God deals with his people. Yeah. And so when we're talking about the covenant community in the Old Testament, we're really talking about his church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that gives us insight into God's dealing with his people today because it reveals his character, it reveals his faithfulness, his steadfast love to his people throughout all ages. Yeah, you're you're saying his people, his people, his people, and that's the whole point of it. God really truly has one people, and that one people in the Old Testament were looking forward to the Messiah to come, that one people— and the New Testament can look back on the Messiah that came. Uh, it's, it's, one pe- it's one people. We've been talking about God's word in Hebrew and Greek and the Greek word that's translated and what the word that we now use is the church. And that's a Greek translation of the Hebrew that's going back well into the Old Testament, speaking of the assembling of God's people together, mm-hmm. the congregation right. that came at the base of Mount Sinai, all of this assembly of God's people together. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the church being formed in Acts, but in Acts, actually, it has 
that one reference about the the church in the wilderness. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it actually talks about the church, that assembly of God's people in the wilderness. So mm-hmm. we we want to recognize that uh, you know from from the time of Adam and Eve when they began to focus in on the promise that God had after the fall, mm-hmm. there's been his church, his people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I hesitate to do this because um I'm pulling a page out of Ryan's playbook here, oh, no. and so I, I, it, it worries me slightly. I'm, I'm not going to go to Star Wars, but I have <laughs> noticed that in this whole Marvel universe Uh-oh. that they have really – they they did all of these movies and now keep going back and doing the backstories mm-hmm. and realize the importance for understanding a character. You need to know their origin. You need to know their backstory. And – they're really just intuitively doing what the Bible has already demonstrated, mm. that the yeah. backstory matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to, to really understand the New Testament and to, to understand it to its fullness you, and to understand the person and work of Christ, you really need the backstory. You need the Old Testament to, to fill in the holes, to give it its color, to give it its richness, and to make it even more meaningful than what it is on its own. Mm-hmm. And I, as I get older, I just realize how much more meaningful the new is when I have the old giving it the clarity and, and the depth that, that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. If you are interested in learning more about this idea of the fullness of God's revelation of himself throughout all of time, please go to ReformationBoise.com and register for our upcoming conference on September 22nd and 23rd, God to Us. And you will not regret that, as hopefully they will also give you insights into what we're talking about today. We'll see you next time.